Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. It's been almost three months since Warner Media spun off from AT&T and joined Discovery and started trading under the ticker symbol WBD. In today's analysis, I wanna go over the historical, look at my DCF model, and give some of the thoughts on what I think WD moving forward is going to look like. Jumping straight into the performance since the spinoff, they were trading just under $26 for a couple days and slowly started to drop off after that trading into the $18 range, and they traded around that range for about a month and a half, up until the last month where they took another sharp drop and are now trading around $13 a share. So it's a pretty, you know, it's almost a 50% drop, 40% drop since they IP, or I shouldn't say IPO'd, since they had completed the, the spinoff and merger, AT&T's WarnerMedia with Discovery, forming Warner Bros. Discovery. So since they started trading under that ticker symbol, it's been quite a hit. We, uh, we don't really see much support at the level. They took a little bit of support around $14 and they've been headed back down the next, last couple of days. So there doesn't look to be um, any, any signs of improvement for Warner Bros. Discovery, at least for looking at the charts. Now, no matter how you own Warner Bros. Discovery, whether you got some from owning AT&T or you own Discovery or you bought post uh, Nuco, um, basically you've been, the writing hasn't really been on the wall. Folks have been saying it's a strong buy or a buy, at least looking at some of the sell signs here. Um, you know, and also looking at some of the analysis, there's a lot of strong buys, buys or holds on the stock. Going back all the way to the IPO or not the IPO, but the spinoff, there was one article that talked about why it was not yet a buy and effectively what this Arthur author, um, states in the article is that Warner Bros. Discovery, because there are people who own it from either Discovery, less likely to sell because they uh, you know, were invested in a media company, versus AT&T, folks who had it for the dividend, they wanted something consistent. Warner Media is, you know, what Warner Media offered was not that. It was, you know, what Warner Bros. Discovery offering was more of a high um, capital return, less so than a high dividend yield, and that's uh, could be driving folks to sell it post Nuco. So we are seeing that selling pressure continue. You'll see a lot of red here down there. You know the red days are definitely outnumbering the green. There's uh, you know all these red candlesticks. So the thing that I'll, I'll I'll end with this is is that there is writing on the wall. However, if you're looking at only the positive articles, they're just saying how much growth is available and potential for Warner Bros. Discovery. So it's always important to look at the counter idea in the argument, um, especially if your thesis is bullish, look at some of the counter arguments to see if it's worth, um, it's just a good lesson to see that you should not just bury your head in the sand and go forward with your original assumptions explore a little bit. So I do tend to agree with this author. It does make a lot of sense to me that folks who owned AT&T looking for that dividend have really no concern with um, owning a company that issues no dividend. They want to sell it, then put their money into something that's producing, you know, going to have a dividend yield. And that is, uh, you know, what a high percentage of AT&T shareholders were looking for. Another thing for AT&T shareholders, they did have a quite a big uh, drop in what their distribution was on a per share basis. So that could shift the yield is also drive some of that selling pressure. The only counter the only counter to this is that several folks entered AT&T just because of the potential of Warner Bros. Discovery or actually Warner Media just at the time. 
And so for those who enter that position, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to sell your shares post spinoff unless you're expecting this type of selling from folks who just entered it for the dividend. So there is, um, you know, those are kind of the counter arguments, but obviously the prevailing argument, the one that has at least played out here in the short term, the last three months, is that the selling pressure is probably driven by AT&T shareholders who want nothing to do with a non-dividend producing stock. Now, the million dollar question is, what is Warner Bros. Discovery going to be doing next? Are they going to be continuing to see sell pressure? Are we going to continue to see that stock price continue to drop here in the short term? Or are we going to see a turnaround here in the near term? The question is, the answer is for me, I really don't know the answer. However, at these prices, I do think it is attractive. Looking at my discounted free cash flow model, I'll go ahead and put it right here. I do have a, a DCF of around $28. I produced that around the time with a EBITDA multiple, I think around $18 or $19 a share. Now I did share in that DCF model, I'll go ahead and put a link um, here to um, that the, the original DCF model. But as you do tweak some of the inputs like the EBITDA multiple, which I had in 12, it, at 12 in this and you know when it was at $20 I had the EBITDA multiple at 12 if you drop that just down to 10 it does take a big hit all the way down to $10 a share so there still is possibly some downside in this um, in in the name if you're looking at an EBITDA multiple perspective and they're only going to 10 um, I, I believe that um, Warner Bros Discovery they paid I'm sorry Discovery paid around 15 16 times uh, a multiple for Warner Media, so I think it is reasonable a 10 or a 12, um, but that is a pretty big range in the actual value of the stock price post merger. So those are some things to be thinking about. Um, there is still risk at this point, so this is not a um, unrisky situation. However, since it has dropped about 50% at this point, 40, 50% at this point, um, there it's starting to become a lot more attractive. So. Moving forward, I'm gonna be monitoring Warner Bros. Discovery a little bit tighter than I was before. I do own a little bit of shares, but only because I owned the, AT the AT&T shares. I didn't buy it post-merger. I thought there wasn't a ton of upside from where they were selling. Um, and, and at this point, thankfully I didn't. Um, I would have lost a considerable amount of money. So I am considering uh, entering into a position on Warner Bros. Discovery here in the next week or two weeks. Um, I'm just going to be monitoring to see how they do. Um, I think there could be a turnaround soon. That's just a gut feeling. Right now, technicals, there's really no technicals to go off of to indicate that they could go up, but they are starting to look more and more attractive. Again, just to, you know, so I'm not, you know, kind of in my own tribe here. People have been beating those drums of, you know, Warner Bros. Discovery is going to take off for the last three months if you're looking at most articles. If you look at some of the, um, bearish articles they have been pro proven correct so far so again i strongly encourage you on pretty much any investment look at both sides of the you know the the investment you know the bearish the bear um thesis the bull seat thesis and try to understand both and make sure where they're coming to and look at probability of each and see what you're comfortable with it's usually a good idea to understand both sides of an argument before you make you so you can make a good informed decision if you have any questions about Warner Bros. Discovery, leave it down in the comments below. Please like, subscribe to my channel. Thank you so much for watching today's video. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. Thank you so much for watching. Frank Finance, out.